3: Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Brentford fan show. With the chaps from B Sorted in the building after a positive week for the bees, probably the most positive under Thomas Frank. Uh, Delighted to welcome on Billy the Bee. Hello. Oh, that's very positive uh, Dave Laney Lane oi oi All right. and uh, we've got a debutant it is of course the January transfer window so why not bring in a love sport debutant top signing this do, one. Do, do, do you want to introduce him Gives a, give a bit of stats give us right, a bit on right, we well talk
4: about stats this is the Anderson the man with the numbers the man with the figures smash the transfer record yeah, to where does know. he play uh, he plays straight down the middle straight down the middle yeah
3: yeah. Place
5: yeah, where he wants mate that's right <laughs> That's
3: right. Well, w- welcome, The Hi. Anderson. Hello, Lee Anderson. Um, yeah, good to have you, chaps, in the building. Plenty to discuss, of course. This evening, the news has uh, has reached everyone that Alan Judge has completed his uh, move to Ipswich Town. Fee of around half a million pounds. Everyone is hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gutted because he's 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 a player I was like watching at Brentford. Five years at the club, a uh, hundred around hundred forty games, I think, as well um, for Judgey. What, what are you going to miss?
5: going to miss the memories probably more than the you know the future you know but he's you know he was a brilliant player for us um back in the day um before obviously before his injury the the irony is he's gone to Ipswich town where it was just you know the just the, the scene of you know his career changing injury so uh but you know we'll we'll always be indebted to to Judgy for you know for the the energy and the skill levels and the standards that he helped Set and obviously the penalty that took us up
3: it's interesting he's gone on a six month deal with an option for another extension for another 12 i presume that's whether they retain their championship status or not that's what it what it sort of balances on um Ipswich have got themselves a class act and and the fans are going nuts on social media the Ipswich town fans they, they think
2: it's a brilliant brilliant signing uh judgy yeah i mean he is he is he was a great player he's done some great stuff for us whether he is still now is another question um Hopefully he can get to some sort of level again. He needs to play games. He needs to be involved. There was a time when we were completely reliant on everything he did, and that's probably what Ipswich fans are drawing on. They probably remember that. But there you go.
3: There you go, Bill. Any any sort of uh, last comments on Judge?
4: Well, I mean, Judge was a wicked player for us. He scored the goal that set us up. Of course, is enthusiasm, especially in those years. Um, I mean, he's obviously uh, was part of the um player well the promotion team obviously and obviously the playoff team as well um who is who was part of that um which Alex Pritchard was the main man but when Alex Pritchard left Alan Judge became the main man and he a lot of people felt that he held us you know our side up that time you know he was literally all over the place enthusiasm he was unplayable as they say and that was a season that he uh he, he, he had a, a move table to, to to Sheffield Wednesday and he could have gone to Sheffield Wednesday. For one reason or the other, him and his agent, I think they decided not to go there because I think they probably thought they might have got, you know, a bigger move in the, in the summer. And unfortunately, you know, what happened has happened. So, you know, for looking back at that, you must see that he must be really, really, really quite gutted about that. But he's had a brilliant career. He's been
5: a brilliant servant for for Brentford, and, and Brentford fans will they, they they love him and they miss him. Yeah, I think he's got so much more to offer the game. You know, it's he it, it won't be at the top level, but it's going to be a, a very very high standard. He's he's a great professional, um, and you know he deserves to be playing week in week out somewhere.
4: Plenty to talk about this week. What's coming up on the show tonight, Bill? Well, we're going to talk about this. Listen, we're going to talk about that Stoke game Mm because that Stoke game was absolutely, as we say on the podcast, teething, tremendous. We were, Brentford were. Listen, you know, we've come in here every Monday, and this is proper solemn zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've not been happy about the way they've been playing. You can see the players have got their heads down, and be- because quite hard for you to come in here and chat about football, um, and you know, and chat about <laughs> the negative of your football every single week. It's been, so. like,
5: it's been like doing a show with a toothache, hasn't
4: it? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's um, so it's great to actually, you know, like we were at the beginning of the season, like we were, you know, last season as well, enthusiastic, actually, enthusing about the football that the team was playing. You could actually talk about individual players and what they've been doing. You could talk about the team spirit. You could talk about, you know, at the end of the game when they all came over to the fans, Thomas Frank and all the players, and they actually really felt the vibe. Things like that really kind of gets you up. And, and, and all the fans were... Properly happy after that game, weren't they?
5: Yeah, well, it was, there was just a, a sense of euphoria that kind of surrounded us for a, a couple of hours afterwards, and you know, it was. I think it was relief as well. I think uh, we begin we began to uh, kind of doubt whether you know the bubble had burst or you know whether Thomas Frank could pull this around. And I've, I've been personally very vocal in doubting Thomas Frank, and you know, I, I've got to tip my hat to to the guy, and um, you know, between him and uh, and um, Kevin. O'Connor um, in the dressing round room, room and um, Brian Reema, um, the, the other coach there. They they've got some proper spirit there, and the players are giving them 100. percent No one can doubt that. And we look we looked as potent as we've ever done.
2: Yeah, Stoke the Stoke end of that match. It, it felt like there was a bond built there. Something felt like it happened in the crowd between between Frank, the fans, the players. It just something. Something tangible happened then. I don't know what it was. But, but we've
5: got to go to Rotherham yeah. now,
2: and we've got, to, we've got
5: to back that up. We mm-hmm. can't we can't just wallow in how good we were on Saturday. We need to get our first away win of the season, and that's, I think that's imperative.
3: I mean, I would have expected a new manager bounce with Stoke City. They brought in Nathan Jones from Luton Town, who's very, very strange, because he, he won the League One Manager of the Month whilst the manager of a championship club. But yeah, uh, did you see that? Yeah,
2: it's a bit... A bit yeah. th- poor timing there poor
4: timing yeah but it's, it's interesting because I mean and, and, and Dave will probably pick up on this a little bit more I mean uh, personally I didn't think I wasn't sure whether or not Nathan Jones was actually going to come in and and, mm. and, uh, and manage myself you know I thought that he might have sat on the side chilled out a little bit give it to the old long, long throw Rory, <laughs> Rory lap and then come in on Monday and do what he did but he's gone straight in got his hands yeah, dirty and, and what he did is he also um, changed the formation from what I can gather so, look, looking at the speakers and the spoke fans he changed their formation from what they they normally play mm. and i think he tried his uh his little sort of diamond formation thing in the first half dave
2: did he you did that? yeah he did he did it i, I don't think it worked it they, work. they were so narrow they were really narrow they couldn't get to grips with any of our guys out wide left right, left wing back rico right full back dale's guard it was it was sort of it was a proper mismatch they were they were awful, but in terms of their performance I don't think that that didn't look to me like a, a Nathan Jones side that looked like a Gary Routes side that, they were they were poor they were deep they were negative not really sure what they were thinking about in terms of goals or attacking they they just sat there
3: very very quickly on Gary Routes right, before we go to the short balls can you see him getting another champion job potentially <laughs>
5: <laughs> he's yeah. i th- i i think he's been well and truly rumbled i think
2: he has is low. So, low
4: i mean I, I, actually we we're saying that okay just it, it really does depend because the thing about it is that it, it depends on what level you come in at i think he, he went from Burton to, to Birmingham city when he's at Birmingham city there was a little bit of kind of whatever i think did he come in after um uh, after what's his name the Italian the Chelsea um Zola, Zola. 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 Zola so Zola kind of like it's like you know and all of a sudden it all went horribly wrong there so Barrett's come in and he's taken that fairly sort of kind of average team and he's done really well with it at Birmingham City so he's done Mm. okay there but then they got rid of him because they didn't think he's the right type of manager then somebody else has employed him and since then it's you know people have sussed out but he's almost like he's a specific type of manager and he did really well for Birmingham who weren't very good but he got Mm. them better than they should be it could do it again. It, Rotherham, you know Ips- Ipswich would probably be crying for a Gary Rowett. You know what he, he
3: was he was in before Zola. They actually sacked him to bring in Zola. One, the 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 when around, The board yeah. changed hands. Oh, was it yeah, and then Zola I think won two games. I was impressed with Zola's, uh, tr- Zola's trumpet. There was brilliant. <laughs> 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 what, was that, what was that trumpet all about, Bill? <laughs> 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 uh, Billy the Bill on the sound effects. So yeah, up next we're going to hear from uh, the fans after the match. Uh, Brentford and Stoke fans talking in the pub plenty of talking points for us to discuss but plenty for you as well at Sport Radio on Twitter 0208 70 5 that is the number to call this evening Manchester City 2 Wolverhampton Wanderers now 52 and a half minutes gone there and the Etihad of course Wolves down to 10 man Willie Bolly sent off in the first half
5: just the 18 goals in the last
3: three games there yeah just just, just the average you know six, six per. It's time there. to handicap them I think <laughs> yeah is it yeah everyone start on minus 2 um, or, or City start on miners to everyone else on uh, on Plusty. that'd be quite handy yeah it's the Love Sport uh, Brentford fan show we'd be sorted as we thought Leroy was going in for a third there producer Paddy's hovering over the button so I'm going to say go for it press it
2: this
4: is Love Sport Love Sport <laughs>
2: It's fantastic. That was a really brilliant, brilliant performance. Every single player on that pitch played brilliantly. Uh, they, that kind of desire was there. The pace was there. The tempo was there. This is our for back. It's absolutely superb. Uh, Camo and uh, Sawyers together are the dream team in midfield. They made everything work. Absolutely brilliant. The pair of them, I can't afford them at all. Uh, big
4: up to Watkins as well His desire was much, much better than last time Really, really superb performance Not everything came off for him But his desire was there his, Everything about it his way we know he, he can play was there again today Fantastic performance Our second and third goal Watching back, they were beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goals.
2: Mate, no, that was superbly. That was really, really good. It's one of the best games I've seen here for a long time. I thought Frank got the team spot on. I thought we got the subs spot on. So you know, all the criticism a few people have had in the last couple of weeks for him. You know, respect to Bentley and Dowson today have also got a bit of flack. Because I thought Bentley's distribution was excellent at the start. Dowson was solid. He was bit a height. And for Sawyer's knocked him out of a match in a game where he was a genius. Is amazing, but Makocho today was absolutely out of this world. I thought he was stunning. Um, you know, absolutely the player that we thought we that we wanted and needed. and That was a quality performance. I'm, I'm buzzing.
5: Utterly brilliant today. Our best performance of the season. I actually think we were better today than we were against Rotherham first game of the season. We had two men in midfield against three men for Stoke. They had Clucas, they had Woods, they had Allen, Camo, and Romain. Absolutely. We bossed it, and we bossed it all over the pitch. Never in doubt today,
2: we were brilliant. Rico Henry's goal. Sublime. I was in tears, man, seeing that goal go in, and he deserved it. What a, what a great game. Excited. we turning that corner. There's all the negativity before Christmas. Thomas is turning this, into this team into the team that we recognise as a good football inside.
1: I thought the best team won. I thought we, we don't look fit. We don't look confident. I think we came up against a side that wanted it more and we were a bit unfortunate with the first goal but we, we seem, I don't want to compare us to Sunderland, we're not as bad as Sunderland but there is a mentality around the club at the moment that is so, we're so lacking confidence, the fans, the players, as soon as we go a goal down it feels like that's it, game over, that's, that's it, we're just second best there is that mentality and I think what's interesting is you speak to Stoke fans and they say we know we know that we can't expect to beat Teams like Hampton, teams like Preston. But then we still get caught in this trap of thinking that we should still be even though we will tell we'll say out loud, no, we know that the championship's a tough division. To I still think there is an underlying feeling that we should be doing better. Yeah, you know, people say Oh, Nathan Jones coming here, uh, new manager effect, blah blah blah. But do you know what? He's got
2: a lot of work to do with those guys. Never mind that though. We played a blinder today. You know that their goal, Billy, their goal flatters them, mate. Their goal flatters them because we played so so well. It was the only shot they had, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, so we, yeah, we did have 3 4, 5 0 today. Absolutely brilliant. But do you know what? I'm going to say it to you again Rico Henry's goal. Billy, Chris Moore from our is a happy man tonight. It was beautiful. Loved every second. Thank you.
3: Love that. The, the black eyed peas just behind that track uh, with uh, I've got a feeling. Uh, it was a good night Saturday night, wasn't it? 3 1 to the Bees, it, it finished off. And um, probably the best performance on the under under uh, thomas frank
4: i no, mean, no, no, stop, 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 mean don't forget thomas frank's lost nearly every run of his game, so <laughs> it's not a big accolade for it to be one of the best the best, no, promise, best performance i'm thomas not saying under, the best
3: win i'm saying the best performance no, the under, there's no, been
4: games no, where no, 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 Brentford have been close. this is people are saying some people are saying this is one of the best performances that Brentford have had
2: for possibly two
4: two plus years seriously i mean seriously dave i mean what you
2: what are you saying uh yeah i mean it was i was shocked yeah it was a brilliant performance all round. completely controlled that game a proper performance Could
4: he... just, okay what what the, and this is not pitting them against dean smith just mm. forget this but i'm just saying we've had some you know ups and downs but with dean smith he we had some downs but we also had some good games. can you remember any game where you sort of figured
2: we were absolutely brilliant in that game mm. when we played
4: against uh for dean smith
2: the one that comes to mind for me is the 5-0 demolition of Birmingham at home. That was a, that was a complete performance. I mean, I think that day, well, I think we had like 4.5 XG, which is quite hard to get. That's, that's creating big chances all through the game. We dominated them. But they still had a couple of chances themselves. This Stoke match, Stoke had absolutely nothing. They had nothing in that game. One shot from Bennekephobia and that was it. There was nothing else
5: no, I, I can remember the f- uh, not a ninety minutes I can remember forty five minutes when we blitzed um, blitz qPR um, I think we blitzed Fulham as well um, mm. at home a couple of seasons ago mm. uh, but yeah from 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 the very from the team selection he got spot on um, the players um, they gave a hundred percent, which is something that I'm not quite sure that all of them have been given up until very recently. the substitutes substitutions were were bang on um, they the, the players that came on had an effect as well um, in the lo- in the last few weeks some of the sub- some of the substitutions have actually weakened us during the 90 minutes rather than strengthen us mm. later on in the game so you know it seems that all, all these little fractions of, of things that weren't working are starting to come together but as I keep saying and it's not being a doom and gloom monster we've got to go to Rotherham and back it up it's amazing.
3: I'm looking at this Stoke squad and the Stoke team sheet, how much money has been outlaid on that team. It's a massive, you know, sort of like Premier League (laughs) graveyard, if you like. You know, a Premier League scrapyard of players, Butland, Shawcross, Williams, Peters, Allen, Clukas, Intperina, Afobe, Peter Crouch lurking around in there as well. Um, Not very subtly, he's quite a big guy. No, (laughs) no, he sticks out just a little bit, doesn't he? But, you know, it, it... it, it's good. I like that. You know, you, you saw Brentford. It was total domination, effectively. The stats don't lie. 54 to 46% possession. Brentford with 16 shots compared to Stokes 2. Um, you know absolutely brilliant Thomas Frank sent it was a dominating control performance from the first second to the last Stoke had two shots in the whole game one was blocked that shows that our determination and defensive mindset as well as the tactical press was spot on it seemed like we could create opportunities whenever we wanted but what's what's been the difference over the past few weeks we've talked about Kevin O'Connor coming in you know it feels a bit more settled now doesn't it
4: I think that um, obviously they were looking to get the third man in Um, Kevin O'Connor is a person who understands the English game, he understands Brentford because he's been there for a very long time and also he's been the the, the the head coach of the B team as well, so he actually understands coaching and he understand and the players also, and this is from what we've heard from, uh, from you know, just from, from various sources, well the players have got a lot of respect for him because he's been there, he's been there and seen it and done it, so you're not saying that he's going in and undermining anybody, but what he's doing is adding to the situation you know, you've had, uh, I think you've also had a situation where you've got, again, Thomas Frank has come in and he has um he's been a bit i think it personally and, and i always thought this he's been a bit unlucky every single game that he's played we haven't been smashed i'll keep on sort of trying to remind people i mean we, we had this sort of conversation a few weeks ago you know when we sort of said oh yeah breven are oh, the worst team in london and I we said well actually you know we played keep and we, we got smashed three 0 by them. we got beaten four years ago with dean smith five nil by norwich where we were actually terrible we've never been in a situation where the team has looked completely outclassed it's just for 10 minutes or 15 minutes we've lost our way a bit we've lost the goal and their heads have gone down so i think that what's happened is he's finally gone in and he said um, and again if you check out the show which is that EFL matters show he was on the EFL yeah. matters which was the, yeah, which, was the yeah which, is, which is quite good and he turned around and he said tell you something after the whole game we just knew we cannot carry on doing what we're doing we had to change something something has to change because obviously it wasn't working and I think they've decided to go in um, and do a few things obviously change it to the back three you know so you've got the yeah. three defenders inside there so he said tell you something let's just cut out a little bit of the flair side of what we do and let's just basically just stop leaking in the goals they did a lot of apparently talking to the players individually so sort of a lot of sort of psychology stuff to talk to, you know just to talk them through why are you letting in these goals and why are you playing like this they did a lot of sort of kind of work during the time we got the you know we got the bolton win which is all right you know and then the bristol city you know and we were just kind of chiseling ourselves away but the fact is that when you're not losing as soon as you stop losing your head stop don't, it doesn't drop as much and you can see it the heads weren't dropping when we played norwich We were actually quite up. (coughs) And we should have beaten them. Mm. We should have beaten Norwich. And by that time we got to the Norwich game we got the cup win so by the time we came out for stoke what i thought was quite interesting the the difference between say stoke and maybe sort of norwich because everyone's sort of saying no you're playing a three but it's all quite defensive you're going quite defensive why brendville going defensive we're thinking well they're not necessarily defensive but what he's probably doing is he's playing it a little bit safe and we haven't had as many chances in these games we haven't done but once you stop doing that and you stop letting the goals and you got the confidence back Mm -hmm. against stoke bang it goes right there you go now, now, now we're not letting in goals now. You know how to not letting in goals. Jean-Vier, you've had a couple of games under your belt. You're the main man. Look at you. You're, you're cool doing your thing. Bash, go off and you do your thing. And they were fluid playing great football because they
2: they did what they were going to do. Yeah. It's just, I was going to say, it's hard to put into words, but Billy did actually put it into words there. They were fluid. They were brilliant. It was it was one of the best performances I think we've seen for a while at Griffin Park. Um, liquid football. Liquid says. football is is a phrase you could use to describe it it was liquid it was liquid yeah, but yeah I mean tactically on the day I like Stoke were completely out of thought yeah and, it, I, and as I say I'm, I, I don't
5: I don't want to keep dragging it back to you know it's 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 one really great win um, we we need to build on that but from what I saw Saturday there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't doubt that that's going to happen now because you know we've we've actually got we've we've got to go horrendously wrong again for for the for, for progress to stop you know that 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 performance was not only more than good enough to beat any team in that division, even if we were 10% off that game on our game on Saturday. That was that was a, a performance that won't lose games in this division. So you know we're reliant on people like Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins notably was was more perky. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Camo um, Makoto and Sawyer's in the middle, who were without doubt the best two. Yeah, the best combination of midfielders we could possibly be a dreamt for on Saturday. Yeah, and you're right, really you're can. right, Aaron, when you say you look at that Stoke team, and you look at the wages they're on and the money that yeah. Stoke have spent, and that is just an, another example how you know how not to do it, yeah. how not
2: how not to be a great team in this division. Completely, yeah, w- wouldn't have swapped any of those Stoke players for for the Brentford boys.
3: Let's take a pause. 924. Still two nil to Manchester City. 65 minutes gone there, and uh, David Silva has. Uh, interred himself into the Manchester City history books. He's their uh, longest serving Premier League player. 267 uh, appearances. Just shows the club only launched in 2008. Didn't I, I was not oh. joking. I wasn't joking. That, that was low. That was no. poor for me. Manchester City to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now Wolves of course down to 10 men with Willy Bolly being sent off in the first half. We'll come back. We'll carry on uh, talking uh, about Thomas Frank and that win uh, against Stoke City plenty on the way though we're going to be talking a little bit about Georgie a bit about Kevin O'Connor a bit about Brian Marina, and we're talking all things Brentford till 10 o'clock
4: it, it looked like he was on the brink of maybe one more loss and uh, and that that would be it but the board have done really well, they've stuck with him, they've believed in their model, they've believed in the system, Uh, and they've looked at the outside influence and realised it probably wasn't Thomas Frank. You know, he'd inherited the start of this bad run, and he had to have time, and they've given him time, to implement his own style.
3: There you go, Brentford commentator Mark Burridge with us on The Score on Saturday afternoon. Uh, what do you make of those comments? Pretty...
4: Yeah, yeah is Pretty, pretty it's, level. Listen, yeah, I mean, this... this, this <laughs> because, you know, say it again and again, the, the football, and I've said this many million times over, we too knee-jerk reaction-ish, you know. Any other company, you... St- give people time if you believe in that you put them in place you give them time and if you brought the wrong person in if you're a boss you brought the wrong person in and you feel after two weeks he's got to go then you've got to look at yourself rather than the person that you brought in and the fact is that you know you've got to respect I mean listen it's still early days yet with Brentford but you know what we've seen on Saturday is enough to realise that you know the question mark beforehand is that can he actually deliver anything Thomas Frank then when you see them play that football it's like actually he can deliver it yes he's got to do it yes again and again but the fact is that he can do it and if the bosses have come in and said we believe he can do X Y Z A
5: B and C we've now seen what they've seen so we kind of just kind of got to give him a bit of time yeah and and as I said I've been a very very vocal um, critic of Thomas Frank and not so much of him as a person certainly not as a coach and you know it was just like I I, I questioned whether it was the right man at the wrong time and I I did Question whether he could turn it around. Um, so to see that level of performance on Saturday, yeah, he's, he's, an, he's answered any criticism I may have of him. Quite, quite, he was there. It was there. Ninety minutes of it. You know, it was. It was. Can can he can he get Brentford back playing as they were? Well, yes, he can, and some because yeah. you know uh, you can't
2: you can't deny that. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, can he do what he did? Well, can he do what we did before? Uh, he can and more. What we saw on Saturday was, yeah, sorry, what we saw on Saturday was um, was him sort of think about a problem. We, it's been coming for the last six games, actually. We had an issue, and he, he looked at it and sorted it out. I'm not sure Smith would have done the same thing. I, I actually think Frank has a lot more to offer than Smith does. I think if we want to go... What makes you say that? I think I think he thinks about the game in a deeper way. I think he's a bit more understanding of the opposition. I think with Smith, you always got the sense of it was his way or, or that was it. He was an attacking coach. He never once got to grip with the, uh, the defensive side of the game. I think if you ask Villa fans what's going on with Smith at the moment, they'll all say the same thing. It looks like they're under defensively. They ship goals for fun. There's nothing at the back. Frank has what Frank's shown in the last six games is he's shown that this isn't just an attacking side. If I want to. If I want to bring this team forward, if I want to get anywhere, I'm going to have to sort of switch it up a little bit. And he has done. I think it was um, very brave of him to change
5: that formation. And I, I said, I said, well, we all said in the pub, once when, when we realised that the formation has changed, right, this is the last chance to loon here probably. If he's going to change it up and it still doesn't work, then it makes it really difficult because he's kind of, you know, he, he would have shot himself. It, would have, it was, a, it was a, sent a bit of Russian roulette going on there. But, you know, as you say... It it's worked, and you know, fair play to him, fair play to the players.
4: And, what, and one thing you also have to remember is that the club did bring in Thomas Frank to work together with dean smith because and we we believe it's the fact is that they felt that he's going to add something to dean smith at the time when thomas frank came in it was around about the 8th of december we just lost all the just after we came in like a couple of days we lost 5-0 to norwich we were going for a proper little stinky patch at the moment then then after that we we flipped to the three at the back again Mm. um which didn't work at all but we were going through a bit of a weird spirit and I think that what happened was that Dean Smith had gone through a couple of, as we call it, stinky runs. Um, he had his ups and he had his downs and I think that the club thought, we need somebody with a, a different tactical um, a- awareness and a- an approach to the game to add to the coaching team. So Dean yeah. Smith came in with his man, which is O'Kelly, who apparently is a really lovely guy and he knows a lot of stuff and the players really love him. And then you've got Thomas Frank with this technical side of things. So what you've got is this, you've got this really good balance, this people balance and this, you know... Smith does his thing and his forward thing as well, and and Thomas Frank. Obviously, when Thomas Frank, when Dean Smith left, you've then just got Thomas Frank, and then he brings in his friend, and you've got a massive change. And the players had to get used to that. And also, you have to remember we got a squad that was average age of 24, and they all loved Dean Smith. They're all Dean's, Dean Smith's man, you know. Like I said, Sawyers, Watkins, all like that, all the, the arm around him. So, Henry? They must have been gutted, you know what I'm saying? So awesome. you've got two weeks, three weeks, four weeks where these players are gutted and trying to acclimatise to the new boss. And whatever you may say, you should be playing for the new boss. You need to be playing and showing them you're right. It becomes really difficult. So, you know... I, I you know I agree with all those points, and I just think sometimes it just takes a bit of time and football clubs need to give clubs a bit of time and it may not be two weeks or four weeks, sometimes it might be six months or it might even be a year you know look at tell you something, Daniel Farker. If he was at Aston Villa, he'd have been sacked after four weeks. You know what I'm saying? If he was at Leeds United, he had have been sacked after four weeks. At most places, they'll go, ah, get rid of him. If you listen to any pundit, people talk like they know their football. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Frankie needs to go. <laughs> Daniel Farker, they, oh, they need to go. They haven't won any games. Next season, ah, oh, Daniel he's <laughs> a genius. Fantastic. Oh, the way he's turned it around. And mm. it makes me laugh
5: when people think, you know, it's like But, no. I, but I also think, you know, as I touched upon earlier, it's. it's the turnarounds one of many different f- f- factions here There's, there is there is the changing formation there is the player Bounce. They are, they're playing better. Kevin O'Connor is is obviously an influence in that dressing room. He's captained us to two lot, two promotions in his time. You know, 500 plus appearances. 20 years he's been at the club. He's been there, seen it, done it. They they will they will listen to him. If he says this is what you you need to do, based on experience, he's the one that said. You know, he, he's the one to trust. Brian Reema. We don't really know too much about yet, but what I have seen is a bit of a bulldog on the touchline he seems to be up for up for confronting the um the opposition bench quite a lot yeah he, he, he breaks yeah there's a little bit a don't bit of Phil Mitchell but yeah, he's <laughs> bit, yeah he's a bit don't mess with me <laughs> I tell you something as well
4: it's one thing that you don't do uh, again you sort of go into your sort of like you know your little cavern after you lose and you're not really happy but when you win you have always have a, i mean i like to have a little bit of a, a little look around to see what else is going on other places and either i did have a little look on the oat cake fanzine forum site as well which is the stoke city site as well which was uh, which was quite amusing is to say to see kind of what their reaction was and i looked at the sort of their match day video um they, they matched a um thread as the match was going on and uh, they obviously had got streak they get stream every week and they post it up there so people actually sit at home and watch the match as well so uh, one guy you know they're obviously posting about it one guy said out of entr- any interest how many posters are actually watching this game come on don't be shy and then one guy said i am from behind the sofa like you know so uh,
5: so it's got of comments like that sort of kind of made it's me... a bit like doctor who for them wasn't yeah it? <laughs> yeah
4: so that you know that, that sort of kind of made us laugh it's also interesting let's not kill ourselves either Brentford are pretty average side god this is depressing like <laughs> uh, you know so it's quite there's, funny there's of... no way that anyone <laughs> could call us average on Saturday <laughs> you know so so yeah so that was uh, that, you know that's all good but also uh, Brentford Sawyers ran the game today you know so it's interesting they also kind of uh, the fact that you know they were talking about Ryan Woods they bought Ryan Woods and they were You know, some people sort of said, and this is not a disrespect to Ryan Woods as well, but again, in that game. On Saturday, when we haven't even talked much about Ryan Woods, this is interesting. You know, especially as we were so upset that Ryan Woods had left. But Ryan Woods was playing there uh, on Saturday, and people talked about how uh, Makocho and Sawyer's ran that midfield. Absolutely ran that midfield, and 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 Ryan Woods was
2: uh, Ryan Woods was, yeah, was on the periphery, action, wasn't he? He was. Know? I think before the game, some of we, some of us would have probably thought actually we're coming up against Woodsy here. We know what damage he can do. We know he's capable of running that game, but. He wasn't allowed. There was no chance. Uh, we've got a goal
3: in the Premier League. Manchester City 3, Wolverhampton, Wanderers 0. It looks like it's a goal uh, for Kevin De Bruyne uh, from a free kick. Not sure if it took a deflection en route. Um, but yeah, oh, no, it wasn't it a free kick. It, wasn't, it, it was just a, a long-range uh, long effort. He looks effort.
2: quite a good player,
5: that De Bruyne. I reckon he could go a long way in the game. With the management yeah. Brentford should give him a go. Mm, not sure we've got room for him.
3: <laughs> it took a deflection. It looks <laughs> like it took a, a deflection go. off. Of, uh, off of one of the defenders. But yeah, long range effort from Kevin De Bruyne has put City 3 up with 13 uh, minutes to go. Love sports. Yeah, hi there, good evening. It's uh, Love Sport Radio with your uh, London football fan shows. Uh, We've got your Brentford fan show right here until 10pm tonight. Chaps, I want to ask you a very, very, very quick question about just a bit of news that came out this evening about Daniel... uh, In fact, not about... In fact, about David the, the, Wagner. Da- David Wagner. I was about Wagner. to say that Daniel Farker and then Daniel Stendel, who's the Barnsley <laughs> manager. Stendhal. The problem is we're hiring too many of these managers from Germany. <laughs> Come over here, take our her, manager. Exactly. Jokes, Next, I was going to say Daniel Hasen-hutl. Um but no. <laughs> David uh, About uh, about David Wagner, the, the former Huddersfield Town manager, who who just said he couldn't he couldn't carry on with it. Nine defeats on the spin. Billy, mm-hmm. you were talking earlier about Thomas Frank and how you know the media likes to push and push and push. They actually pushed a couple of times the club completely refuted it saying you know what if we um if he, he brought us up he'll take us down again and and in the end it was just the manager himself who was like i just can't do this
4: well you know if it's fair enough he's he probably decided he, he wants to go and spend his money you know he's done very. that's not a disrespect listen he's 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 made a decision and he's done very well his stock is also still very high. Um, It's interestingly because I was speaking to uh, my chums, my um, Nottingham Forest chums, who uh, obviously we talked about Martin O'Neill and they've employed Martin O'Neill, but I wasn't sure if the O'Neill was going there. Now, the interesting thing about um, um, uh, Forest... Um, a little thing that you might not know, but Forrest have actually got, or Karanka, has actually got his own beer. Have you seen it as well? And we've, we've drunk that. Oh, you know? very good. Yeah, it's Karanka. It's not too bad, yeah. We drank it up in Middlesbrough. It's called Karanka Ale as well. So, you know, you had the Karanka. So, Forrest was like, you know, we told the Forest lads, and they were very happy. They got Karanka. So, Karanka's gone. And next week, they're looking at their next manager, and I was going, oh, they're going, oh, we might be nice. I said, oh, no, but you've got to follow on with another beer manager. So we, we should post this up, actually, on our Twitter. But actually, um no, 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 actually, Wagner you know, has, Wagner has Wagner's a beer. got his beer as well. <laughs> Mate, forget Va- that Sean Dyche has got his own pub. Wagner, Va- Var- Var- <laughs> Var- having this pub is all right. But Var- the Royal Dyche. Having <laughs> Wagner's goal. So I thought Wagner was going to go to Forest, and I thought he was going to go there, but obviously that did not happen. So
5: it's a real shame, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, as you say, it, it, they, it, if it's mutually agreed then you know you've got to, you've got to say that you know it must have been starting to really affect him personally and mentally and yeah. you know that's that's something you don't you can't really understand the pressure um of being in the premier league and and the, you know wanting for a whole fan base like that they've waited a generation mm-hmm. to get to that level and they can see it slipping away and you know you've got to, you know make way for after all you've achieved there you know, to to kind of step away from that and must really be harsh. Uh you know, I, I he deserves to get another another gig somewhere else, absolutely. When you see some of these kind of merry go round managers that seem to get you know, on the conveyor belt and they get another another job, he's got a lot to offer as well.
3: which yeah, one of those managers gets that job if it's a big Sam job. You you'll see what the actual chairman's intentions are. If he goes and gets a big Sam or if he goes and gets like a party or something like that to try and You're salvage something if they have the money, Ivanovic will go. But again, it's because of if they have the money. Uh, apparently, Nottingham Forest had actually approached the Vici and what's happened there, we don't actually know. But uh, I'm not sure how uh, what the flights are like from Leeds Bradford Airport to uh, to Malaga because his his family live in Spain or Madrid. Um, because yeah, his family are of course in Spain. Um, let's talk transfers. Um, of course, it is silly season. It is silly season. It's silly season. 75 million pound Callum Wilson.
4: Yes, yeah,
3: right. Ham- What about... 2 million Watkins, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a silly how, how much is the general worth these days?
4: <laughs> well, the general's, his price went up at the weekend, actually, mm. from 25 million to 32 million. Nice. You know mm. I'm saying? So it's not too bad. So I think he'll be staying here in, at least till, to the, till the summer, So, uh, which is all good. But I mean, it is silly season now because it's a bit of, a, again, it's always a strange one, this window, because you say the transfer window's open, but there's not really much activity. And as we say, this transfer window opens, but then most of the activity takes place in the last few days, if not the last day mm. and we always ask the question is that why do you have a transfer window for a month where you get your players all uppity and agents and then and, and the newspapers making all these stories when you might as well just keep it open for about three or four days and keep everyone happy sky could just compact it into a few days and then then it's all good so uh we're not kind of that fussed at the moment now obviously what brentford have done is that they've lined up like i said a few ducks where they've uh, got, uh, they've got a few players out so they've got um uh like josh clark has gone out to burton on loan obviously uh judgy has gone to Ipswich and uh uh, today which we've talked about a little bit earlier as well and we've also got nico uraris which is lined up for a move to china for four point you know four five million pounds he's going to be moving out there as well which is which is good money for brentford you know very very good money for brentford money for you know again Mm. it's great Mm. money for in as well so we've got that happening also, like I said, you speaking to our our our, our little, little, little little sources out there, the old Chinese Gary and all that. Lot, we have found out as well. Obviously, there's there's a little bit of yeah, there's a little bit of activity um, going on, as in Brentford. Of you know, they've they've put a, you know they've put the feelers out. out. All the feelers are out. I think I think there's the tru- a little the bit trumpet, more The Trumpets not come out I yet. Think, like. I think we've made some positive move for some players at the moment now, and we'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. The window <laughs> is a weird one, so we'll have to see whether or not we'll actually bring them in. But there's actually some. Affirmative action from together,
3: yeah. and that is of course from the the most <laughs> affirmative, the number one source on all things Brentford transfers, Chinese. Chinese, Chinese Gary. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> we actually had him on our podcast in uh, the summer as well when i was out there in beijing and he talked about actually really talked about quite a lot of things he talked about how the uh, the, the chinese um um transfer was, was changing in china and, and how they were restricting the amount of foreign players and the amount of money that was going out the country so he's very very knowledgeable actually mm. and he does give us a little information every every now and again to get him on the show Really, we could do, but I just will just keep it to ourselves, or like we'll a satellite link, link up or, the, or something, <laughs> keep it to the podcast, <laughs> you know. It would
3: be good, um, yeah. It would be interesting if the transfer window was sort of like compressed into a few days. Argos would shift a lot more fax machines <laughs> right. as well, wouldn't they? Uh, what you make of the transfer window?
2: Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just annoying, isn't it? Really, it's just complete speculation day after day, nonsense stories. The sums are getting lower and lower, though. That's what's weird. It's clickbait now seems to be. Yeah, Ollie Watkins for two million, Ollie Watkins for one million, it's just it's all th- a bit. I
5: think they're changing nice, their <laughs> their tactics to get this cl- you know, the clickbait. Yes. It used to be like you, you ramp up the figure and, mm. and people are going, Oh no, he's not gonna go for thirty million and now the you know, the, the tactics seem to be they put a ridiculously low figure to so shock them. So you go, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so, I mean so what we I mean what we normally do is we actually don't
4: normally kinda of, because the thing about it, a lot of these stories are um are uh, perpetuated or started by either the agents or the newspapers to try and get a bit of action going on. Normally, especially at the start of the window, there's nothing happening at all. So the newspapers and the press guys are ringing around, ringing around clubs, finding out if there's any... Inkling of a story, and if there's an inkling that they'll do, they put two plus two together and make it 75. So, the stories we've got at 74%. the moment now that's right, it's 74%. Is uh Rico Henry um going to Aston Villa? Um, that link is obviously because Dean Smith is at Aston Villa, so and then Dean's and Rico Henry has just come back from Brentford and he's actually playing really well. So, the natural story there is Rico Henry will go to Aston Villa because Aston Villa fans believe most not all of them, but most of them believe that if they decide they want to buy somebody, immediately he will go there. So, that's
3: I, I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea. With the transfer window, sort of, you know, we're half through, halfway through January. I say, on one of the days before, we should have three pots and have our own little transfer window, bingo. So you just pick, you pick one name out of one hat, then you pick a club and you pick, pick like a fee. Okay. And, and we, c- so we, could, we can make up our own transfer window. We release. might steal
5: that idea yeah. and do it on the podcast on Wednesday. <laughs> 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 it's copyright. Producer Paddy invented it. That's right. It's copyright. It's very it's good. It's copyright. We, we could name yeah. it after you. That's Aaron's... Mecca Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so. bit, bit, bit of stadium.
3: In fact, no. Let's 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 have a pause before I update everyone on what I've been looking at at the stadium for the past week or week <laughs> and <laughs> a bit. It's not sport Radio. Yeah. And Man City still three 0 up. And the stadium is uh, well, the, the the Etihad is is is. Emptying very very fast indeed. It's very uh, very strange. They're
5: disappointed. It's only three. I think. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing
3: the fact that this is this is the best football their club has ever played, and 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 they won't feel... Uh, fill. Feel... Someone said to me the other day, it's because it's on Sky on a Monday night, and it is a Monday night. I don't know if that's uh, a uh, an adequate excuse or a response, but hey, we'll uh, we'll go with it. City leading by three goals to nil, just heading into the final minute there at the Etihad.
0: Love Sport
2: 558
3: five, a.m. <laughs> so we we're, we're going to be digging back into um into Chinese Gary's fortune cookie box and um yeah, going to be talking transfers.
4: No, just, just again, just a few more that are flying around, and we just we got to mention it because we mentioned this show because you know a little bit of gossip. Not saying there's anything in it at all. Of course, uh, Soyers. There's three clubs that they take. They're saying a linked with him: Villa, Borough, and West Brom it's interesting because what they do is these clubs say we're linked with them and then all of a sudden is that the club puts up a, a figure and then all of a sudden they all go quiet so they did the same thing for Malpay. they said oh Aston Villa would love to have Malpay and the club said right £20 million is yours and all of a sudden it all went really silent so Sawyers, they're talking about those three clubs there as well, interestingly Watkins, uh, Meppham, Chris Meppham, which is interesting because Chris Meppham's now on the bench for the Bees because our new formation got injured, he's on the bench now and the, the defence have been playing so well so he can't, he can't get in the side at the moment now, um, they're talking about Saints, Southampton sniffing around him and also ollie watkins the rumor that's going around in the various newspapers again they're, they're sniffing around trying to get some you know but obviously with the, with mepham he's had a few premier league teams that have been looking at him and southampton have been linked in previous windows as well mm-hmm. um, the question i'd say to you at the moment now is uh if we were if we were offered 15 million for chris mepham now
5: would you sell him laney uh it, it becomes a little bit more tempting at the moment uh, with him, with him out the team and us, and us not leaking goals for fun like we were. Um, you know, Jean Vier is 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 come in from from where? Oh, 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 he's oh, home. and um and he, he looks he looks the real deal. And it, it, it's going to be very difficult for for Mepham to displace him at the moment. Mepham and his agent, I wouldn't imagine, are going to be very happy with him being a bit part player for the rest of the season, which he could be. And I think Bournemouth have already expressed an interest in previous windows. Southampton, um, they would, they, you know, they, they would. They looks like they're going to survive this season now after their turnaround. So for for him to for, for Mepham to be going to Southampton, who were probably guaranteed a Premiership survival, then I could see that be. Quite Are they tempting. guaranteed Premier League survival? So they're not guaranteed yet, but they, it looks like you know they're they're putting themselves away. They're playing decent. They're, w- they're winning now.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, if you ask me, I wouldn't let him go now. I think it's so perilous. So, we looked at Jean-Vier. Jean-Vier went over injured on the weekend and for a moment everyone's heart stops and you're like, oh good, we've got Mepham on the bench. As soon as that goes, you're back to sort of square one again. Um, financially, we're good. FFP's not a problem this year. We've done really well with other players. You look at Mepham and you think, oh God, if we can keep him, yes, but... People at the club will look at him and think, "Ah, that's money sitting there." See, this is the question because the thing is, Mecham is
4: brilliant, and we got so excited when we saw him we paid nothing for him. He's all of a sudden he's worth fifteen million pounds. Mm. He might be worth ten before fifty. But listen, that's not our because we're just football fans, and we want to we want we we just want the best for our club. We want the best players out there. So if we we just kept all our best players, we'd be happy. But also, the other question that you sort of think when you're sitting there, where you've got players, you know, we've got a good a team at the moment now, which is working. I mean, maybe we might swap it around, and if we did. Saying, "Oh, have got fifteen million for him." If we spent you know, Sheffield United spent four million for Egan, and for that we thought, "Wow, that's that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of money." Mm. But you know, but we wouldn't spend four million on another on another centre back. Um, and it seems we seem to be able to replace them okay.
5: So we we, mm. we do, but we if we if we have got aspirations for the Premier League, we're going to need a Mepham or, or a Jeanvier. on the bench one of them you need that depth of squad where you're not You've not got like your best defence. Then you've got a few rookies that you're hoping come good. Mm. You actually need a tried and
2: tested. We've seen placement. how injuries have hurt us this year. You we, we do need a strong squad if you're going to go up. You do. Up.
5: You know, it's a fine balance. It, and it? it looks like he's going to be Wales captain at some stage soon. Mm. And you know his stock is only going to is only going to get higher. So if if we can keep him, then yeah, then great. But if we can't, which it may be the fact that it might be the player or his agent pushing for the move, then you know hopefully it's as as much as as humanly possible and again i'm not
4: knocking it, i'm doing the devil's advocate here because it's a question that you've got to throw out into the pot also the other thing is maybe the argument that you could say is that with chris bepham it's probably a little bit timely because at the time there was you know there were quite a few mistakes being made in defense because these young kids have been put under a lot of pressure they're thrown into the mixer they're thrown and maybe the combination wasn't quite right so maybe it was actually quite good for him to pull him out of that limelight for a few weeks mm. um in a couple of weeks maybe they might dis- just decide to swap mepham and Konza. so maybe those two be- start becoming interchangeable maybe that's way that it works
3: mm-hmm. can i chuck in my stadium update now please oh yeah of course. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've started whacking tarp on the roof of the mains that i have no idea why whacking yeah mm-hmm. well i'd say sort of like placing it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> very nicely and you know the shape of the actual stands you mm-hmm. know like they've got those interesting shapes they're, they're, they're taking actual shape now it, it, it looks good it looks. That's just my my, my regular update. Yeah. I drive past it every day, so I just think
5: rubber necking.
3: Yes, <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> I do slow down traffic on the M4. It does go down. It's a forty zone. I do take it to a good twenty-five and just have a good old look. Mm. <laughs> <You know>? until, <laughs> until, until
5: the beeping gets so loud, <laughs> you have to you have to put your
3: foot down. <laughs> well, yeah, and then I do floor it away. No, drive safely, people. Drive safely. But yeah, it it looks all right. It looks all right. You know. The, I, I presume they're about to start covering the main stand. I I don't actually know what this tarp is for. It could it could potentially be like you know, and like a some form of a layer just just in there. But it'd be it seemed very weird to put like a, a in there in there.
5: That that that's from from my point of view and from a lot of fans' point of views is the fact that because it's not an, a regular square shoebox, that it's going to be a little bit quirky, it's going to look different so it'll have character Um, we just need to make sure that the the stadium retains its Brentford DNA through it and we've got an ongoing um, conversation going with um, Cliff Crown the club chairman at the moment just to make sure that um, the the lounge names um, and and the, the the bar areas and and some of the approach roads um, they've got the kind of detail and the heritage and they've got the pr- proud the proud DNA of a club runs through that so we'll um, we'll keep you updated in, in the weeks to please come please do here.
3: I mean I want to be there for the opening of the Chinese Gary Suite I really <laughs> want to be listen, there uh, for that
5: you might have a bit of a fight
4: on your hands for that one mate because we can't even actually get a you uh, can't even get a Kev O'Connor suite <laughs>
3: or anything <like laughs> yeah, that, got, you know? But
4: the bill the Billy Grant Lounge will yeah. be open very, very soon. Chaps, thank you for joining us. We've got five seconds. Besotted.com, check us out, prideofwest.london, podcast on Thursday live, and it's going to be absolutely yeah. TV tremendous. There you have it. Five,
0: five, eight a.m. Love sports. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.